Welcome to the Get Down with Herbie Brown. This is a weekly series that showcases the world of sports with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. From the recruiters and players to the teams and coaches, we've got it all covered. Now, here's your host, Coach Herbie Brown. Family, family, what's going on, Radio World? Uh, this is not Hurley. This is uh, your co-host, Kelvin Harris. Spring foot, or excuse me, fall football practices started in the state of Florida, and Hurley, being the head coach of Merritt Island, as we speak right now, is in practice. So, uh, the the next week, ten days, he's going to be uh, trying to make Merritt Island great again. So I'm going to hold it down. I got a friend of mine who's a radio personality in the Houston area. We'll be uh, chiming in today. We'll be talking about the trade deadline in baseball. We'll also be talking about uh, training camp and the uh, the new rules as far as tackling that the NFL has put in. As well as we'll be chiming in on the trade deadline. But also, he, he has a unique position being in Houston. Uh, the Asuna guy that the uh, Houston Astros just signed has a unique situation being... Uh, serving a 75-game suspension and uh, because of uh, domestic violence. And as it seems right now, it's not going over too well with his teammates, which uh, I can see. So that'll be something that we'll talk about. But there's about less than 55 minutes left before the trade deadline in baseball ends. And... Um, we are basically on the Bryce Harper watch right now because there's a good chance that the Washington Nationals will trade him more than likely to another National League team if the price is right. Uh, they have to make a decision in the next uh, 50, 55 minutes as to are they going to try and just ride out this year and hope that he resigns with them and maybe they turn their fortunes around for this season or are they just going to chalk up the losses and it was a good run and start the whole clock over with a new group of players next year. Now, they've got Max Scherzer, who was an exceptional pitcher, and they also have uh, Steven Strasburg, although he's been in and out of the lineup due to injury. So those two guys are a great starting point, along with uh, Bryce Harper. And they got a couple of other young players in, you know, in the field. They have the base of a good franchise. It's just that for whatever reason, and me personally, I think it's the baseball gods who are getting in the way with them. Because a couple of years ago, they were riding a momentum and they decided to shut Steven Strasburg down, not play him, due to this new analytics of the pitching arm. Well, you know, as a young man who was a part of three national championship teams in college, I can tell you right now, you don't think of the future. You think of the here and now when you're trying to win a championship because winning championships is not something that you can put off until the next year it's like when you're in the moment you got to take advantage of that and I think the baseball gods are punishing that organization for thinking that, that they could 
win a championship whenever. Um, you know, the Dodgers have already gotten stronger with Manny Machado. The Braves are looking to get stronger. The Phillies are looking to get stronger. It's just not looking good for the Nationals right now. And I expect them, if they get the right deal, they're going to move Bryce Harper. Now, the question is, if you're if you're another team, you're looking at this situation the same way some of the NBA teams were looking at, are looking at, or were looking at Kawhi Leonard. All right, I get an all-star player, but how long am I going to have him? I mean, I'm going to have him a half a season at best because he's already made it clear that he wants to move on, and I'm assuming he wants to move out more west because if I'm not mistaken, he's from Las Vegas. So I could see him, for all intents and purposes, wanting to go to the Dodgers or the Giants or even the Arizona Diamondbacks, somewhere out west with a contending franchise. So, for whatever reason, he has um, soured on D.C. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens within the next 50 minutes. Also, the Mets. Jacob DeGrom. Why is he still a Met? Uh, you know, I think the big question with the Mets is you got two great starting pitchers. Do you hold on to them and sign some free agents in the offseason and be competitive? Or do you uh, take advantage of the weak pitching market and trade these two guys for a lot of young, valuable assets, reboot your team and start over for next year? So... Um, that'll be interesting to see also in the next 50 minutes. The Reds, the uh, Red Sox have already picked up a couple of uh, key players, and so have the Yankees. They picked up two pitchers. One of them, J.A. Happ, I think is going to be a key acquisition for them in the playoffs. Now, he's not going to blow your socks off overbearing stuff or you know he's just not a he's not a spectacular player he is a solid no nonsense get the job done give you six to seven tough innings fights every batter on every uh at bat great pitch placement i mean just a smart ball player but with the inconsistencies of the Yankees' pitches staff right now, with Sabathia having his ups and downs, Sonny Gray has just been terrible. Um, you know, Tanaka, we don't know how much we can get out of him. And then Severino, who has uh, been a little shaky the last three, four starts, because there's been so much pressure on his back. So... You get that one extra pitcher who's just solid and consistent. And that might be the difference for the Yankees. Because they got pretty much everybody else now. Maybe they think about getting getting in the Bryce Harper sweepstakes. But if I were the Yankees, I would wait till next year. Because there's a good chance that you won't have to give up anything and you'll get it. And I think whatever happens this year. 
is gravy because I think next year is the year for the Yankees. The Astros signed a uh, relief pitcher, Roberto Asuna, who is causing some controversy in the uh, in the clubhouse. Young man is currently serving a 75 game suspension for domestic violence. Um, set to go to trial or have arraignment or I think it's actually no, I, I believe it's the trial in the next uh, couple of weeks. Now the Astros issued a statement saying they have a zero tolerance policy. I'm assuming it's a zero tolerance policy from the time you get to the club because I know it's not for you being in the league. And um, Verlander was um, was interviewed last night and he didn't seem too happy about the acquisition of uh, Mr. Osuna. Now, from what Verlander said, supposedly the guy is going to come in and address the situation with his team. And uh, maybe they'll get some clarification. But right now, it's not looking good for him, you know, with his teammates. And as well, you've got three or four baseball players who have uh, had their tweets uh, uncovered from when they were younger. They weren't. Uh, they weren't the most above board. I guess the word would be what I'd be looking for. Tweets. I mean, um, young man that pitched last night, as well as um, the other two ball players, all had the proverbial homophobic slurs and the racial slurs as well. And you know, each time there is a um, there is a cry of, I didn't. I'm not. I'm not the same guy that wrote those tweets. Well, yeah, you are. You're the same guy. Um, it's just that you got caught. I mean, I, I'm a firm believer that when you're 17, 18 years old. You know right from wrong. And uh, if you didn't have someone around you that tell you, "Hey, dumbass, don't write that." then you got a bad set of friends you're hanging around with. So that's something that's going to affect you all through your career, probably the rest of your life. And, you know, I know kids are supposed to make mistakes. Some mistakes don't get a chance to cover. I think that's what's, you know, it's got to be important to each young man. It's keeping their nose clean, playing good ball and uh, cashing as many checks as possible. So, you know, you just, you know, I think Herman would say it best, don't press in. Whatever you're thinking, give yourself 10 seconds and then you'll realize I shouldn't be tweeting this. And that, that voice of reason will come in handy.
it will help you out. Okay. So right now, checking the baseball wire again, <laughs> waiting to see what's going to happen. We've got a little over 40 minutes. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk a little more baseball. We're going to get into football training camp. All right. On the get down with Hurley Brown, your host, Kelvin Harris. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thunder chickens beware. We're coming for you. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, it's all about the Spring Gobbler Smackdown. And our panel of pros are out for beards. Joining us is David Blanton of Bill Jordan's Real Tree Outdoors and Monster Bucks, outdoor writer M.D. Johnson, and Pete Muller from the National Wild Turkey Federation. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Join Matt Fish and Alex Clancy every week for Rebound Radio. We'll talk with the legends of basketball about how they got started, their rise to the top of the game, how basketball has changed their lives, and what they're up to now. Just like the game itself, you'll find that lives can pivot on a dime. There can be last-minute saves, and life is anything but run-of-the-mill. Rebound Radio can be heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You won't want to miss the next show. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Voice America family, we're back here on the Get Down with Hurley Brown. I'm your host today, Kelvin Harris, as like I said in the opening. Curly is out making, a, making Merritt Island football great again. They're in practice as we speak, hopefully getting them ready for a, a, a great championship season. Now, coming in to uh, talk about some of these topics with me is a good friend of mine, the, the proverbial Jay DeLay, a uh, voice, uh, a Houston radio personality at 104.5 KISS. He's a, a veteran radio personality. And he also does voiceovers for many of the stations around the country. And as he just informed me off air, he is now international. So he's speaking other languages. Man, you're doing it, you're doing it big, Jay. Man, please. I, I wish I was doing it half as big as you. But, you know, we, uh, we, we do what we're blessed to do, man. We do what we're blessed to do. And uh, it, it's, it's an honor to be on with you, man. One of my partners uh, as two former athletes. This is the beautiful part about it that I, I love actual 
athletes can sit here and talk about sports. Both of us, sure, played football. But a lot of people don't know that I was better in baseball than I was in football. And playing football at Texas Southern, myself, Michael Strahan, and some of the others, man, it's a blessing to be able to have athletes to talk about sports instead of just pundits getting on here, giving in theory what they're talking about, and they've never laced up a helmet in their lives. So, you know, they do what they do. But I love yeah. when true people, when true sports people can get together and talk sports. Well, I'm going to get into the, 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 the pundits a little later on when we get to the football. But, you know, with you being in Houston, uh, one of the things that I, I was talking about in the intro is uh, Asuna signing with the Houston Astros. Oh, absolutely. I'm not quite understanding what the purpose of that was because the Astros, they've been playing good ball. Now, they've lost a few games lately because uh, Altuve's been out. But it's not like they needed this guy, specifically this guy, to get them over the hump. I mean, they've already been over the hump, and they've got – Great pitching in place already. I don't quite get this move. And, you know, how's well, it, how's it well, be, being taken in Houston? Well, you know, I mean, of course, there's a backlash. Anytime you got the, the ace of your staff, Justin Verlander, that comes out and he's vehement about signing this guy and he's up in, you know, up in arms and that's not really Justin Verlander's character, then everybody's going to take a look. Now, yeah. you got to understand, this move that they made, getting uh, Roberto Osuna from the Toronto Blue Jays, here's something that a lot of people also have to look at. Hell, you could say that, oh, he's so bad, he's a bad guy, he did, you know, the things with the, with the uh, domestic situation, but you also got rid of another headache. You also... Look who we look who the Astros actually got rid of. They they are truly, truly in need. They got you know, of course they traded for some young guys, but the reliever that walks off the mound and punches himself in the face off yeah. the mound, that really was not a good look for the Astros. So they dealt him away. And they, you know, dealt a, a couple of other young guys away. But they get this guy. And I've done, I've, I've done a little research on Osuna. And he's arguably top five relievers in Major League Baseball. He's just got this situation hanging over his head. And he's got to go to court in Toronto uh, in the next few days. But. Well, that that's one of the problems. It's like, um, no, Osuna is definitely uh, a talented pitcher. And. Honestly, if it works out, um, come come October, a lot of the people that's on the you know, the bandwagon against it are going to be on the bandwagon saying this was just a, a stroke of genius. But the oh, problem God. they oh, got the, the problem they got in the meantime is when he goes to court, they don't know what you know. They got to own the charges and the and the allegations that are going to be put up in court. So I'm. I'm assuming this is with his girlfriend, if I'm not mistaken, right? I believe so. I believe it was with it. I believe it was with his girlfriend. Um, I don't know the exact detail, you know. And they, they, you know, being suspended for the Major League Baseball's domestic violence policy, 
you know, I don't know all of the policy. So, I, I, you know, we can sit here and assume all day, but even Justin Verlander had to come back and say, Justin said, well, I truly don't know all the details. Yeah, and that's the thing. I don't know all the it's, details. It's, it's I don't been know pretty, what happened. It's been pretty cloudy. to find out. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, well the one thing I, I saw from Justin Verlander in the one interview I saw is that he said, well, supposedly the guy's going to come in and speak to us. And obviously, if you look at the situations that's been happening, like say, for instance, when Josh Allen got drafted by the Buffalo Bills, the first thing he had to do was go in there and talk to the team because they, um, you know, you already got a negative light on you. And, you know, sure. I'm sure, sure some I'm sure some of the guys already know Asuna and have, you know, formulated an opinion. But, you know, this is a situation where you got a, a franchise, a ball club that, that has great chemistry and has already been to the top of the mountain. So it's up to him to assimilate into their culture, which means you got to assure your teammates that I'm not the, the jerk that it make that they're making me seem out to be. You know, Absolutely. And it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out because I'm a Dodgers fan. I ain't going to even lie. So a Dodgers <laughs> thing, well, we'll, a we'll beat We'll beat you. We'll beat you, too, again this year. We'll beat you, well, too, I'm again a, this year. Well, I'm a Dodgers and a Yankees fan. And so... I was happy okay, to we'll see. Well, I was happy to see that we got J. A. Happ before the trade deadline and a reliever, the Lynn guy. Uh, but Boston is looking almost unbeatable right now, so I kind of get why the Astros did what they did because Boston is looking tough, even though Judge is out. The Yankees are looking tough, and sure, if sure. nothing happens in the next uh, 20, 30 minutes. Um, meaning the Yankees don't go and get Bryce Harper, then I think the Asuna pickup will be key if they can work well, out these. It, it'll absolutely be key, like you're talking about. We're talking again. This kid is arguably top five reliever. They got rid of Ken Giles, an absolute yes. headache. So, you know, this situation, it's amazing. Now, being a former athlete yourself, and we've seen guys, we've seen teams, guys I know of in college that played football on Saturday. And you didn't see them till Saturday. I didn't see them at class anytime, you know. So people can point their finger and snub their nose at that, and that's a horrible thing. That's a horrible thing. Nothing, nothing in the world gets rid of that smoke like winning like a victory let the astros <laughs> let the astros begin to win this guy begins to close an amazing amount of games save their behinds get them some serious saves between now and october watch what happens well Everything i'll give you a prime example be- of what you're talking about is Araldis chapman i mean <laughs> oh hey, man Hey, everybody was upset at him, and then he started throwing 101 and winning games. And it's like, well. Hey, Aroldis is a great guy. Aroldis, <laughs> Aroldis is a great guy. You yeah, know, I, mean, I hate to be like that, but I hate to be like that. But that's absolutely, that's absolutely well, I, I give you an old school. I'll give you an old school example of that. LT, 
I mean, our, te- <laughs> our oh, team God. is... <laughs> Come I mean, on, man. Team- LT, LT told the coach what he was and wasn't going to do. Well, you know, um, okay. I watched watching that documentary, uh, the 30 for 30 with Bill Belichick and Bill Parcell. Sure. I mean, I mean you know, um, was it Carl Banks, I think, was uh, talking about Actually, it was LT. He was like, hey, man, I ain't really care about this dude until Bill Parcells said, hey, he going to make us better. But, you know, talking to people, Bill Belichick realized, look, I got this this rigid um, format that I have that this guy doesn't fit into, but I've never seen a talent like this. So when you have, you know, freakish talent, People make example, you know, they make exceptions for you. And, you know, I'm not saying Roberto Asuna is on that level. Now, Araldis Chapman, he did have, he has a special talent. Because nobody sure. throws as hard as he does. So, you get more chances when you have that type of talent. I just, well, I, mean, I that's, just. That's the way of the world. You, you and I both are very clear yeah. on that, and you understand. You're the star linebacker. You're the star quarterback. I mean, you, you look at the – man, we could talk about it all day long. Look at what's That's happening. Not- you know, look at LeBron. You get people to talk about LeBron the James, and, oh, man, he's this. And you get very few people that will come out and they'll say certain things, ex-teammates, and they'll talk about how bad he was. Well, what are you going to do? Are you going to tell LeBron, hey, stop coaching the team and time out? Let Tyron well, Lue do it. I'm going to say this. You know he got incredible freakish talent when even 4-5, the president, don't even say nothing bad about him. And he say something bad about everybody. They just say, hey, man, we're wow. going to let that dude wow. make I didn't it. Even, I didn't even think about that point. That's a heck of a point right there, man. That's a that's a heck of a point you're making. And, 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 and speaking of that, there's so much in the sports world that we can sit here and talk about. I want to get your take really quick. You're okay. going to toe the line. You want to play with that star on your helmet? You want to play with that star on your shoulders? What you going to do? I'm telling you, you're going to stand up and you're going to put that helmet, you're going to put your hand over your heart, buddy, and you're going to do it if you're going to be a Dallas Cowboy. What do you say? I mean, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> Jerry Jones need to take his hat off for the national anthem. If you're going to bring in a bugle player, and try and make a point. At least don't embarrass yourself when you're trying to make the point. Now, I'm going to hold my answer after the break because we need to take a break, pay some bills. But when sure. I come back, we're sure. going to get into this because uh, I got my own personal. I mean, I'm not a Jerry Jones fan. And I'm going to tell you why uh, when we come back here on the Get Down with Hurley Brown. We'll be right back, folks. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Are you ready for the latest sports news, the culture around the game and unique insight? Then you need to make Kareem and the Coach your destination each week. Host Kareem Rush played for the LA Lakers and has the inside track to personas in both professional and college sports. Co-host Eric Newman is a former basketball coach and now a producer and filmmaker. Together they cover sports and entertainment in a fast-paced hour every Friday at 5pm Eastern Time and 2pm Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Voice America family, okay, it's your host, Kelvin Harris. Hurley is, like I said earlier, out making Merritt Island football great again. So we're going to hold it down. And I got my man, Jay DeLay. Radio personality from 104.5 Kiss. Uh, did I say that right, Jay? Kiss 104.5. Yeah, 104.5 Kiss FM in Houston. Okay. Now Jay is also a, a radio personality. I'm a little jealous. I'm, I'm going to try and talk like that, you know. But he's got that down. He's making a. <laughs> now, now before the break, we were talking. To, you asked me a question about Jerry Jones, and I, I mean, look, look. I'm going to say this: All you Cowboy fans out there. Hear me clearly. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Before you say what you have to say, I brought in a bugle player. And he's going to play the national anthem. And I'm going to need you to put your hand over your heart right now and put your toe on that line. <laughs> hey, man. I just put my I just put my fist in the air. Uh, oh, wait a minute. I, I see some I see some constables coming. They, they may be escorting uh, me out. Baby, of the you, you ain't gonna be a cowboy long, son. <laughs> well, well, let me let me let me say this. Let me say this to the Cowboys fans. Clearly, the Cowboys won't be great again until Jerry puts Jimmy in the ring of honor. Now, I had to get that off my chest, and you know, full disclosure, you know, the fans of the show know that me and Hurley are University of Miami, you know, alumni who were recruited by Jimmy Johnson. But, you know, sure, Jerry has sure. been trying to distance himself from what Jimmy brought him ever since he let Jimmy go. And he has not been able to fill that void uh, in his resume. And now he has decided with the uh, current president, and I think um, 
he is he is going to forever tarnish his legacy if he keeps this up because at some point the players are going to say man i'm good i don't want to play in dallas you know and, and, and you know i've seen dak prescott take a little bit of backlash for his stance but i try and look at it from both ways dak is just trying to play football He's trying to stay out of a controversy. Exactly. And he's a young guy. So, and, and I think deep down he is um, grateful to the Cowboys for taking a chance on him. And, you know, Ezekiel Elliott kind of owes Jerry Jones as well. So you're not going to get them to book the system. Now, I would love to see Emmett come out and say something. I, I honestly... Mike's my dog, but I don't expect him to say anything against it. And because I understand Michael Irving is your boy. Well, but Michael Jerry, Irving, if he Jerry, doesn't, if he he needs to shut up and sit down and have several seats because he's at Jerry's behest. Everything when, that Mike has been through, let's be real. And that's the reason why Mike is Mike is not going to come out against Jerry because Jerry has basically. Um, Saved his skin way too many times. Way too way. many times. That's Daddy Jerry to him. Yeah, and you know it's ironic that Des Bryant was released, and he's kind of letting off a little steam because, you know, I'll say this about Jerry and Des Bryant's situation: they went above and beyond the call of duty um, for that young man. But the problem is, it's a business, and you know, we talked about freakish talent and the exceptions you get. Well, Dez's freakish talent disappeared, and he just became an average receiver. So when you're, an average, when you're an average receiver, you can't have that much baggage. Now, you can't. All of, you can't. You can't run hard. You can't run the worst routes in the NFL and expect to stay there and just because, oh, we love him, let him stay. Oh, no. No, no. Well, That's not even well, going to happen. Well, the one thing, you know, you can say what you want about Mike, but Mike, for his entire career, played at an elite level. And so, okay, he gets caught with some prostitutes and some dope and some sex toys. Well, you... <laughs> well, you, you wonder why he played at an elite level. <laughs> well, you're going to overlook that because outside of Jerry Rice, he's the best receiver in the game, so... Well, he's got some off-the-field issues, but the same thing with hey, Lawrence hey, Taylor. wait a minute, wait a minute. Jerry Rice's only fault is that he did that damn Popeye's commercial. <laughs> that is Jerry's only fault. He comes out of the swag, out of nowhere, Mississippi Valley, to become, I mean, Daddy throwing bricks off the roof, and he's got to catch these bricks. Little things well, like you- that make this man the greatest. He's the greatest receiver. And as every, all these kids are always talking about who's the GOAT, who's the GOAT. I, I, I'm going to have to give Jerry Rice the greatest receiver well, of all time. Well, when you talk top five receivers, um, Jerry, Mike, Chris Carter, uh, oof. I guess you could put T.O. in come there. Come on. I guess T.O. and then, of course, Randy Moss. Okay, I was gonna say I would put I, I would put Randy Moss. Randy Moss is third. I, I would have second, second or third. 
I would say I would say I would put Randy Moss second, Mike third, uh, T.O. fourth, and Chris Carter fifth. Absolutely, especially because you know, I, I would, I would, I would, I would agree with that list. I would agree. With, I mean, come on, man, Randy Moss could catch a BB at midnight. Yeah, and, and what a lot of people don't know about Randy Moss, and I got to know this when uh, one of my good friends Warren Sapp was playing with the Raiders, and they were together, is that Randy Moss, from a from a from a, a, a football IQ standpoint, he is a football savant. Like he could understand coverages, he could see a lot of stuff. He would help quarterbacks out. He would help guys with their with, with their route running and their read coverages. It's just that when he was in Oakland, Oakland just pretty much drained all the life out of everybody during that period. And once he got to New England, he got another life. And then after he left New England, he still did good in uh, San Francisco. Uh, You know, and probably could have played another three years, but he had some family situations and wanted to take care of that. Now, moving forward let's talk about training camp now um my early favorites okay for the super bowl i'm just gonna say right now the eagles are gonna be tough to beat the eagles are absolutely gonna be tough to beat they are and, going to be tough to beat they got they got a. it's like they called you know carson wentz is coming back and they say this they, he's gonna he's gonna he's got a chip on his shoulder um, you say Eagles, man, I really, you know, my, my team is the Panthers. I lived in Charlotte, was on the radio Charlotte 10 years. I used yeah. to be the voice of the Charlotte Bobcats at the time, Charlotte Hornets. I love Charlotte, but it's just, it's like, I don't know if Schlepp Rock is in the building They've got two major injuries to a defensive back, and Daryl Williams, the, uh, the the tackle already. First week of camp, so what, which that, did, that, which did he got hurt? I think it uh, it was a dislocated kneecap, and he tore his MCL. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was a left leg. And which DB was this? Uh, the one that they acquired from the Steelers, Colbert, oh. Colbert is his name, Colbert, uh, but he, he got, they, they, they picked him up. No, no, no. Excuse me. They picked him up from the Giants. My mistake. They picked him up from the Giants. Wow. And, and he's he, already, he broke his leg. He broke his leg in two places, fractured his leg well, in let, two places. Let me, let me tell you something. The NFL, and, and, and this gets into something else that we want to get into, get into it even more in the next segment. The NFL has basically been trying to bubble wrap these players over the last five to seven years because oh the God. money oh is, God. the money has gone up so much. But let me tell you something, Voice America family. Football is not a game where you can go half speed or no speed at all during the week and then expect a player to come out on Sunday at 1 o'clock and go 105 miles an hour and not get hurt. Your body has to be conditioned to take those hits. So by going through these training camps with no no pads and no contact, you're not saving these guys for themselves. You're 
hurting these guys you, because you're hurting. You're, you're absolutely you got hurting. Now, I, I, I was lucky enough to spend a year and a half in the league, and the, the way most teams did it back in the 90s is the first eight weeks you were in full pads, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, and then around the 10th week, you started going shorts or shorts and shoulder pads. Sure. And, you know, everybody was trained how to practice. Nobody, you, the, the, the one thing that would get you in trouble is if you fell down. So there was no falling down. It was all technique work. It was all mental work. And it was a lot more veterans back then. So I think that's what made it easier. Now that they've made the transition, um, younger players, practice doesn't go as smoothly. It's more it's more up and down. It's like Phil Necro uh, knuckleball. It's all over the place. And the right. coaches have a lot more pressure on them to uh, force these guys to play, to practice well. Well, because there's so much money on the table now, uh, you got owners who are a little skittish. I think that the biggest problem with the NFL is they don't realize that they're the pretty girl at the party. And I think, you know, like we talked off air, they need to take a page out of the current president's book and just stick to their base. And it'll take, everything else takes care of itself because by catering to the base, they've basically become foundation of American culture. I mean, they've taken over Sunday. You know, churches, churches now, uh, structure their their services around football so <laughs> I, mean, I mean when you've got to that level hey 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 the lord has an appreciation for a nice 4-3 defense <laughs> <laughs> well but the thing, i'm just kidding god I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey but the thing about it is it's like the 32 guys who own these teams don't understand that they've got a pretty girl and they are um they're they're they're, they're doing too much catering. And I think that's the biggest problem. We come back, I want to get into this um, this new rule, this um, this new tackling rule, because this is the most disgusting. I mean, I get where they're trying to do, but... I mean, you might as well turn it into flag football. I agree. We're, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to cut this rule up uh, on here on The Good Down with Hurley Brown, uh, hosted by Kelvin Harrison. Co-hosted by my man Jay Delay. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. 
Want to experience football from the perspective of a former player who also has coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. He'll talk about the draft, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl has the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. He'll cover the camps on and off the field and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Voice America family, we're back. Uh, your co-host, normally Kelvin Harris, is hosting today. And I got my man Jay DeLay uh, from 104.5 Kiss in Houston. Now, we were getting right into it about this new rule about the tackling uh, uh, changes that the NFL has made. And one of the things that uh, I want to say, Jay Delay, is realistically, the way this rule is shaped, every offensive and defensive lineman can get a penalty call on them on every play. Because the whole thing is you're not supposed to lower your head. For every play, an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman hit helmets. So it's like I don't get it. you know. And then what are you going to do with your fullbacks when they come through the whole – well, ISO block. I mean, how are they exactly? Well, I mean, I, I, are they supposed to? Are they supposed to just push a linebacker out of the way now? Well, you know what, Jay? I'm gonna tell you one of the things I feel like. I feel like everybody in the league office and everybody that's supposed to be making up these rules and all these people who are commentating on it, there should be a mandatory boot camp where they got to put pads on and play the game, like. Because some of this stuff is not physically possible that you're asking these kids to do. You know, when you are it the is, free it safety... Is absolutely, it is, you just said something that is absolutely key that I haven't heard anybody else in sports say. They don't have the frame of reference of where these kids are coming from. You say, oh, well, just slow down. Let me explain something to you. From high school, college, and even my tryouts. Let me explain something to you. Football is a game that if you go 100 miles an hour, chances are you won't get hurt. No, you won't. You go, if you go 100 miles an hour and fear allows you to hold, slow up to 85, 90, you're going to get hurt. Well, the biggest problem right now is they're masquerading financial uh, gain or loss behind the safety of the ball players, and I get that the game needs to be safer. But personally, from dealing with uh, a lot of guys that coach now at the pop Warner level and high school level, the effort, in my opinion, needs to be put in to getting your coaches fundamentally sound at the lower levels so that they teach better technique. That you don't have sure. the problem. 
But what they're really but, but at that level, but at that level, truth be told, Kelvin, those by and large, a lot of those guys are trophy hunting. They don't give a <laughs> damn what you do as long yeah. as they can get the trophy and they can smile and they can brag to their friends that they're city champions. Well, let me ask you a question because so, I hear I've heard this all week long, all weekend long. Um, that's the biggest argument you hear is, well, you know, uh, participation in Pop Warner football is down across the country. Now, I think that's a very misleading stat because, yes, I do agree that Pop Warner uh, participation is down, but not from what I think people think it is. There's another league out there called the AYFL that allows bigger kids to play, and they've taken a chunk of the Pop Warner um participants away because they have a honestly they may have a better product and you well, live I, I think that's that, I think that's part of it I, I truly think that that's part of it Kelvin but also I think a lot of parents um even when I coached at the uh, pop Warner level the <clears throat> you know when I coached at that level and this has been I'm five years removed from that now I have a lot of you know you got single mothers, and these single mothers, unless your child is playing running back, where he doesn't get hit as much, where he can, you know, swing pass out to the right and just let him run down the sideline, you know. But if you're in the trenches, you know, you get, well, can I put an extra pad around him, or or can I buy the shirt that already has the pad inside and the girdle and everything that has the extra padding on it? I mean, of course, the parents are concerned about the children. They're hearing. All these reports that are coming out, and you even have a lot of cats that play football with us. Would you let yeah. your son play football? Uh, I don't know. I have to be honest. Myself, my son was a heck of a little ball player. But you know what? I pushed my son to baseball. <laughs> well, look, first of all, baseball players get paid a whole lot more money. So I ain't mad at you. And the contract is guaranteed. Come on. And the contract guaranteed. No, that's not that's not a bad thing on football. That's a smart thing on baseball. But the thing about it is I live in Florida. You lived in you living in Texas. I've lived in California. I got friends in Pennsylvania. I know people in DC and and oh and not to mention I know people in Ohio. And in none of these places is the Pop Warner or the Little League, let's just say the Little League participation down. Now, I will say this. Since Seth Curry has come along in basketball, you got some parents now who are deciding, well, I'm going to go ahead and let my kid be Seth Curry. You know, that's the thinking. Uh, the reality is there ain't going to be but one or two Seth Currys in the end. To come along in a generation, and absolutely, and, and you know you got a lot of guys out there saying, "Well, hey, I want my kid to be a basketball player because it's safer and they get paid more." Well, if it was that easy, you know what I'm saying? Everybody be running around with with multi million dollar contracts, but just because you're six seven, I mean they those those guys grow on trees now. So you got to have a, an innate skill. And if you're six six now and you can run four five, four six, you can make a lot of money catching passes or rushing a passer. And you know, I just I see it a little differently because here in Florida, 
the the demand for the sport is at an all time high, especially here all in time, South. All time high, Texas as well, Florida, Texas. Yeah. You know how that you know how that is. It's it, it, it's at an all time high, but parents are also seeing. They're looking at that, and I got to be honest. And my and my daughter, you know, we yeah. had to look at the numbers. She's a softball player. So as a softball play, player, how many girls play softball in Texas alone? 25,000. Well, let me wow. look in Texas and see how many scholarships are available at colleges that have softball teams. There's 993 scholarships available for 25,000 girls. Now, I understand the numbers minimize as you go. Some of them, you know, half of them aren't going to play at the next level. But yeah. you're still looking at the competitive nature. And then, you know, my daughter just, you know, I'm very proud of her. My daughter just qualified for the Junior Olympics in Des Moines, Iowa. We got to go to Drake University. But she qualified for the shot put, discus, and the um, javelin. Yeah. But parents are looking at alternative ways because on a football team, let's be honest, Kelvin, both of us play football. We love the sport. I adore the sport. However... There's a whole lot of guys that we played with that had a hell of a lot of potential that didn't make it or one click of the knee, one injury, whatever the case may be, that and they weren't, and they weren't playing no more. And, and that's the difference. One click of the knee, one wrong step, that's the difference between you being a superstar in the NFL and you working at Walmart. Yeah. Well, I, I that that that's I got to give you the last word on that one, and I and, and I want to thank you for being with me today. Jay, give everybody your um, your social media handles. You can always catch me, Jay Delay. Anything, J A Y E D E L A I. Everything Jay Delay on social media. You can uh, uh, catch up with me there, and uh, let's rock. <laughs> well. Uh, I just want to do a shameless plug right quick. Uh, myself and another one of my former teammates, Ryan McNeil, we do what uh, the You Podcast. Uh, we are um, analyzing all things University of Miami football and athletics. And you can catch us on SoundCloud and iTunes at Miami-HuddleCast. That's Miami-HuddleCast. So... For my uh, esteemed co-host, Jay Delay today, and the great super producer, A-Rod, I want to thank you for listening in here today on the Get Down with Hurley Brown. I'm not quite sure if they'll be in two days next week uh, at Merritt Island, but uh, a couple weeks from now, I'm you know, the, the regular season in school starts, and Hurley will be back with us for sure then. So until then, I just want to say, hey, it's all about the you, Canes for life. Enough said. Till next week, people. Thanks for tuning in to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. The coach wants you to join us again next week, Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll have another great show ready to roll next week.